it is your boy james king a k a dougie back again with another episode of a session with dougie the podcast we are on to episode 22 and i'm not even gonna hold you guys um i had an entire episode recorded already um ready to go for you guys but there was some big news and i was feeling like this was a little bit more important so Basically, let me catch you guys up with on what's been going on and then we'll get over um, to what we have to talk about today. So if those of you have noticed the giveaway winner was chosen, it was posted yesterday onto my Instagram. Um, Congratulations, bro. Um, Thanks for listening. Appreciate all the support. And to those of you who didn't win this time, keep going. Uh, You know, next next time and we're definitely going to definitely going to be doing. um, Excuse me. We're definitely going to be doing more giveaways for sure. Uh, probably next month, maybe we'll get another one going. I want to keep these active. Um, so a lot of the people that are following at the moment when the following isn't that big, get a chance to win. And, uh, and especially because you guys are supporting from the very beginning. Um, you know, one day we're going to get somewhere and... No matter when that may be, you guys can look back and realize you're the first ones to support. And I'm always going to remember the people that were here first. So in order to show my little bit of support, I'm going to keep doing these giveaways and trying to find ways to give back to you guys. So one way you guys can help me out is letting me know uh, what do you guys uh, want given away? Do you guys still want... um, Gift cards, are gift cards cool? If so, where would you like it to? Um, Starbucks, is Target still cool? Walmart, I could do smoke shops. It could be anything um, to give away to you guys. I won't limit it much on smoke shops because I know not everyone smokes uh, that listens to this podcast. But at the very least, I'll give you guys an opportunity to win something that everyone can use. Um, if it's something other than gift cards or if even it could be to places like a restaurant or something, let me know. What do you guys want? Uh, what can I do to get, you know, everyone involved and everyone a chance to win something, you know, that they want. So keep me updated on that. And, you know, we'll be giving shit away. Like I said, probably once a month. Now, I, like I said, I had an episode recorded and I had a shout out to give. Um, I actually meant to record the record the shout out in the last episode which was kind of like the last two times I recorded and I did I did put it in the um episode that I initially recorded for this week but I'm just gonna give a shout out to a new edible a new edible service that I found on Instagram we'll just get started I'll read the name off uh, the Instagram name where you guys can find her the Instagram is trippy o's treats too and I'll spell exactly how it's spelled out for you guys so listen motherfucking close it's going to be trippy, T as in Tom, my customer service skills coming in here, T as in Tom, R as in Randy, I, double P, so PP, I again, underscore O, S, underscore treats, T-R-E-A-T-S, two. So trippy, underscore O's, underscore treats, two. And just shoot her a follow, she's private, obviously, and you know, she'll get back to you. And the way it works, and I might as well let you guys know while I'm here, save her some time, and, you know, help her out a bit, 
is that she drops a menu every Sunday. So every Sunday she drops a specific menu of what she is going to be making that week. And is up to you to get your order in by Thursday, the that Thursday, exactly that Thursday around like one o'clock. So today's Thursday. So for this week, she'll be um, closing her orders 1 p.m. today and what she usually does is drop them off Thursday and Friday. So I think same day. So today and Friday. Great. And I apologize if I get that wrong, but I'm pretty sure how it is. So what my experience was with it is we purchased our first batch on our way to D.C. When me and I went to D.C., we bought some edibles for the trip. It's not as easy to smoke in a hotel. So it's absolutely perfect to have some edibles with you, especially when you know you're going you know, out like we went to the museums and shit like that. It's great, great experience to do all that shit off an edible. So obviously, you know, and also you're not going to, you know, be smoking, smoking. It's, it depends where you go, I guess. Um, weed is actually legal in D.C., but it's actually illegal to purchase and sell it. Um, that's I mean, it's legal. Very confusing. But they do have services out there, but this was way easier to me to just cop before I went down. So we, so what we ended up getting was a brownie we got, and then we got two sets of cookies, right? So we got some snickerdoodle cookies and some sugar cookies. So three cookies come in a pack, and then we got a decently sized brownie, like it was a fat brownie, it was cool. And man, like these are some real ass snacks, like just... The gourmet, and I don't, let me explain it like this, and let me not make it too complicated. Those of you who have had homemade edibles before know that sometimes the ratio of actual taste to like the actual like weed taste is very strong. So you're gonna taste your buds um, when you're eating edible, and I'm not saying that's a problem, but sometimes they're just really dry. The weeds, the the just the overall, it's just not fun. I've had edibles where. You got to, you know, they're so dry, you pretty much got to drink it with like a bottle of water and it tastes disgusting. And, you know, let's just keep it real. Like we love weed, but, you know, sometimes the taste and even the smell sometimes just isn't the best. So what was great about these shits were they tasted really, really good. So you get a snickerdoodle cookie and that and I didn't know what a snickerdoodle snickerdoodle cookie was. Um, I'm a pretty plain Jane type of guy. I had no idea what it was. And I'm pretty sure right now it's like a cinnamony type cookie. It was good. Regardless of what it was and how and how it was made, the shit was great. Um, it tasted like an actual cookie. And you could say the same thing for the sugar cookie and the brownie that we had. It was a cookies and cream brownie. It tasted really good. Um, the The taste of weed was there. And I think it's really important that there is some sort of weedy taste to it just so you know like okay i'm eating an edible and that's very important when you're judging out like how much you need to eat um if it's like a stronger type taste you might want to lay back a little bit but if you know if people don't taste it it could either be a weak edible or they're gonna eat too much and they're gonna you know their mind's gonna explode but these had a really great balance of taste flavor they weren't dry at all it was it was really like some edibles that were edibles that you would get out of a dispensary if you were to be in like a legal state tasted outstanding so um i know you guys are probably asked like well dougie how strong were the edibles were they like that 
Um, I'm going to honestly say they were perfect. And the, the way you want edibles to be, right? So you don't want edibles that are going to, at least me anyway, I don't want an edible that's going to make me all sleepy and, you know, put me down really, really hard. Um, or even get me like just batshit high. Um, that's not really my thing. I've been there and being too stoned off edible is really a huge different feeling. It really is from, from some smoking, bro. It feels crazy. I have stories for days on times that I've eaten too much of an edible or even just something that was too strong. And bro, I've ended up in like just cold sweats just is too much just thinking I'm dying almost like you want to go to the hospital so like the perfect strength of an edible for me is one that's going to leave me very even keel like not too high but like not like it's not working at all like it's perfect and with these I can honestly say I, I had that experience and I know this sounds like an ad I'm not re- I'm not getting anything out of this I've only used this service once and talk to her maybe one time I just let her know that I was going to be shouting it out because I appreciate good business for one and no bullshit because we all know when you're making purchases like these it can get a little bit sketchy but from the second she pulled up it was all good it was lit so it was the perfect type of stone man not too strong not too light and like I said we were out at museums um in DC going to restaurants and eating and it was cool. It was a great, great experience, man. Edibles are really a different type of stone, but it's so, so great if you find that even keel, man. Because there's there's nothing in the world like being too stoned off an edible and not realizing it and understanding that you got another four hours to go, at least another two at your climax. Because you know edibles, you stay higher longer. It's, yo, I'm telling y'all, I'll, I'll have a story for you guys. It is just, it's not, not fun. And excuse me if I haven't sparked anything yet. I was smoking a little bit earlier. Um, the wake and bake hit me a little bit different. And what we're going to be talking about today is very important. But I do have an L here um, for me to light if I need be. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll do something. It's not going to be a sober cast. It's not going to be a sober. You know what? We're going to light it. We're going to light it. I'm gonna smoke all of it. We're gonna light it. But yeah, man, edibles tasted freaking great. And if you do decide to purchase, um, definitely tell them a session with Dougie sent you. Dougie sent you. Um, probably won't get anything out of it, but like I said, it's good to help people out, um, in business to business, especially, all right, but it's especially, um, cannabis business, man, because we got to all scratch each other's back and down the line, we're all going to be able to work together because what we're going to talk about today is something that passed in New Jersey. Um, weed is officially on the 2020 ballot in New Jersey. Um, to become the 12th state to legalize bud. Now, this is huge news because, well, excuse me. This is huge news because two twice this year, 
And for those of you who live in Jersey, Governor Murphy from RIP, um, during his campaign before he was elected, one of the mainstays of his campaign was legalizing weed and getting weed legalized. Now, it's been two years and there hasn't been anything outside of rumblings that they were talking and then that they were disagreeing at two different points of this year on, you know, trying to get get it passed legislatively, excuse me, um, big ass words. But and, and this is pretty normal because out of the 12 states where it's already legal, um, 10 of them or two of them actually were were only decided through legislation. So that gives you a little bit of hope that we possibly, you know, could get something done. But in the past two years, nothing has passed. And it got to the point where the Senate passed the bill onto referendum. See, I'm just you know what? And guys, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. I'm not the most political dude, but this is pretty much what I understand how I've been following it. So the big the more important shit I'm gonna get to after this. So excuse me if I'm stumbling on these big words. But anyway, um, so what this means, this means that in the referendum, they they put a less um, a less ironed out bill onto us to vote for. So basically, it's going to say it's going to when you go to vote in 2020, because now you will go out to vote in 2020. We need every single person at the polls, whether you smoke or not, to get out there and vote. But basically, when you go to vote in the 2020 election, in the state of NJ, there's going to be a question on the ballot, and it's going to say, um, do you vote for legal marijuana uh, for recreational use of persons 21 and older? And then there's going to be a 6% tax in there that we'll talk about more. Um, and you're going to decide, we the people are going to decide if uh, if we're going to legalize bud. And after that, what uh, the Congress or whatever will do, they'll iron out or there's a commission a marijuana commission that that New Jersey is going to have that's going to iron out all the extra stuff with the bill. So we basically vote on the bare bones of the bill, um, which is the legalization part. So why do you have to vote? And what really does that mean for us? And what does it mean for the people? Obviously, guys, we are going to be able to recreationally smoke weed. We can smoke bud and not get in trouble for it. We can possess it and not get it arrested for it. And it's going to be pretty much like purchasing alcohol. And for those of you who have ever been to a state where you can purchase weed, it purchase in, well, where weed is legalized in general. Excuse me. Let me slow down. Y'all can tell how excited I am about this and how important um, this is going to be come November. Um, but this is huge. Again, this is huge. So for people who have been to a state where it's been legalized, you know the feeling of being able to purchase weed, purchase, consume weed, and not have to worry like a criminal. That you don't feel like a criminal for having a flower in your pocket. You can walk with it freely in the, well, pretty much in the streets. But you, you don't, basically, you don't got to worry about being a motherfucking criminal. Let me put it to you straight like that. It's a great feeling to be able to just go in, know what you're smoking, get anything you want pay a reasonable price and just not have the worry of buying the weed, you know. So yeah, there'll be things like weed lounges popping up and then 
that 6% sales tax we talked about. That'll be the only kind of like downside of it is it's not going to be it's it's not definitely not going to be the same price as you would getting it from Chad or anyone like that from around the block who's selling who's selling buds. It it's going to be a little bit more expensive to a certain extent. And I only say that because if I'm buying an ounce, you know, every 2 weeks, right? I'm buying an ounce specifically because I need, or not need, I don't need it, but I'd rather buy a quantity if I'm going to go through this process in, you know, buying bud on the black market, you know, buying bud illegally. If I'm going through this process, it's only a process I want to put myself at risk to twice a week. And it's it's a blessing when, you you know, you have a, a, a good plug, reliable plug, and even one that will bring it right to your crib. The the cost for that alone is worth like an extra 20 bucks if they're bringing it to your crib because you don't have to worry about, you know, transporting it, being caught, you know, getting into an accident or anything and then it happening to be in there or even some bad luck. I mean, we all watch cops. We all see how these guys are, are flagging down cars that have like a busted headlight or something stupid, man. I've been pulled over literally because I've had something obstructing my view, apparently, obstructing my view just because it was hanging from my rear view mirror now for these all dumb reasons and i'm leading to a point that i'm going to get to later is that i'm only want to subject myself to that once right so if i know that i can go you know buy like an apes or something or buy um a quarter or something smaller or a couple apes for whatever deals they got going on at the dispensary and even delivery services, because out in California, or yes, but out in California, they have different delivery services that will actually bring it to you. And that's not just in California. That's also <clears throat> anywhere where lead, lead, weed, <laughs> weed is legal, right? But this isn't really just about, you know, smoking. Like, yeah, smoking is great. But regardless, smoking is going to be done. Because honestly, God forbid, knock on wood, that this doesn't pass in November, we're still going to be smoking. Most definitely. This is more about the bigger picture, um, which I'm going to start with. And the main part of this podcast episode is going to be talking about the bigger picture of why this is important um initially um right off the top of my head what i can think of is the social injustices that come along um with smoking weed now in new jersey specifically there's the statistics that back up that people of minority black people especially are arrested at three times the rate three times let that sink in three times the rate of a white man even though the usage is exactly the same we all smoke the same amount of bud but for some reason minorities are being arrested three times more three times that is a huge number that's 600 in a in a state where there's about 600 marijuana arrests a week a week a week 600 a week most of them are minorities. And that is something we absolutely, absolutely have to stop. 
um, I've been, I wouldn't want to say I've been a victim of arrest because I I've technically was breaking the law, but I've been in that position twice and it is not, not fun, man. It is absolutely, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible to go through. I mean, it's not really, it's more so annoying, but to be put through it and have to pay up money, it's, it's so unnecessary and it's actually way, it wastes tax dollars and we'll get to that later, but this is huge, man. And again, and I spoke about it earlier, um, environments that we live in, in Jersey specifically, there's areas um, that cops pinpoint and use this as an excuse to, you know, search cars, you know, and then people are getting arrested, taken away from families over a plant, over a plant. And let's, and let's be real. We can sit here and make the argument all day that alcohol is worse. But we're taking people to jail and giving them, like, lengthy sentences. Lengthy sentences just for them to eventually have to come out and revert back to the same thing because people aren't hiring them. The same, the same drug, and I say that lightly, the same drug that people are in other states profiting on. Um, I've seen plenty, especially Caucasian people, profiting off of this drug as far as like making weed wines and all this other stuff but we got services like we have here in jersey like you know tripio's treats that has to work undercover doing shit that people are getting praised for in other states especially white people and it's just not fair man it's 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 crippling there are people the i said people are being taken away from their families being broken up, having to deal with the financial burdens of buying lawyers and stuff like that. People can't afford it as it is, so you're you're going to have to go to jail over it. Me already being in trouble twice makes, you know, I, I already, you know, am extra, extra cautious now because I feel like even if I do get, if I get caught a third time, they're going to look at it and, you know, I said before on this podcast, I might be looking at like 30 days, 10 days, 15 days. Shit, it could be 24 hours. I'm not trying to do it over something so harmless. And people are losing jobs, um, losing out on opportunities for great positions over a plant that makes you hungry. You might laugh a little bit. And alcohol just, you know, still runs in the streets and people are killed like people have addictions to alcohol and don't even get me started on weed being a gateway drug because that's just not the truth the gateway to other drugs is the people you surround yourself with in my years of smoking weed i have never ever wanted to venture off and do another drug maybe shrooms and i know my dad listens to this so maybe not probably not but if it if I ever were to consider another one, shrooms shrooms seem pretty cool and they are natural. So the stuff you can't OD on, man. And alcohol is a killer not only um, through alcoholism, but car accidents. It's don't get me started. But something needs to be done specifically on the social injustice rounds, and I'm telling you guys, it's giving people records. And it's going to get me into my next category, which is going to be 
um, expungements. Now, this is just also a very gray area um, of this because I now that it's going to go to a vote and it's going to be on ballot, the expungement process is no may no longer be in the bill. But it's it's going to be open it up for, you know, expungements in the future. So if this is the one thing we got to wait on. I guess it's I guess it's okay, but it's this is also very important because a lot of people are missing out again on opportunities doing due to having these type of you know arrests and just basically having a record over over the drug. You know, you lose out on job opportunities and you even so lose out on apartments. Like there's people in apartments that can't apply other places and are stuck in lower income, er not lower income, you know, not lower income areas, but, you know, basically like can't even move into those low income areas because they have, um, smudges on their record. There's pl a place right near me, um, down in Asbury, you know, they just gentrified a whole location and now they're not letting people back into, uh, some of those same people back into these, you know, upgraded housing and which is supposed to be low income housing. Um, they're not letting these people back in because they have records. There's people that have missed out on apartments. Again, on apartments, there's people that missed out on this type of shit because they have this type of stuff on their records. It's just not fair. It's definitely not fair. As as first off, as hard as it is to get um, affordable housing and shit like that, and this is what gentrification is because I don't know. I don't know why I'm so surprised. This is not really surprising at all. This is literally what gentrification is we push these people out and then they want to come back in and we can't and we can't because th these new rules the not only you know is it a slap in the face because they can't afford these places but you're not going to let them in because they have a record about a harmless flower a simple possession charge of something over you know a few grams can affect your life in such a way like I said, I've been there twice already, and, you know, I applied, applied to jobs and shit, and I'm not quite sure why, you know, some interviews aren't given, but I don't know, it could be, it could be because of that. I'm really not too sure, but thank God I don't, I'm not going to live and die on the idea that I'm going to work for somebody else in my life. I mean, if the right opportunity approaches itself, I mean, you're always going to, you know, I'm always going to put my hat in the ring, but... My end-all, be-all probably isn't going to be this. And honestly, um, and this is interesting because it, I'm at the point, um, just to get the sidebar, I'm at the point where I'm starting to question whether college was really worth it, right? Which is cool, and that's a debate I'm going to finish with myself before I talk about it on here because um, it's kind of important to me. But I feel um, pretty much like I didn't really learn much. Um, I learned how the most I got out of it was learning how to do my podcast, you know, and production and stuff like that. Learn how to do websites, things, you know, cool shit like that. And I didn't really learn that until like the last year or so of uh, of school. I didn't learn that till like my last semester, senior year. Um, I didn't learn that till then. So I always figured like if I was always able to go back and do that over one thing I would study is botany because I love weed, um, it's cool, and who's, who's, who's not down with, you know, growing some, your own trees, and, 
you know, nature and shit like that. I thought that was one thing that was cool. And it's something at 18, which is another flaw with college and not necessarily that you have to go at 18, but I didn't really know that I dig that type of shit at that age, <laughs> you know? So if there was one thing I would go back and do, it would be to study that. And that's because of the potential, uh, the potential of the industry that this can become. And we're going to get to that. But, you know, I don't even, I got so far off topic. I don't even know what I was talking about, but expungements, it's, it's important, man, because there's no reason why people should be able to miss out on housing and jobs just because of, you know, the harmless plant. So if we vote weed into into the, um, if we vote New Jersey into the 12th legal state, we won't have to worry about that shit. We won't. It's going to be viewed like alcohol. I mean, it's already lesser than alcohol. We just went on that spiel. And people can, you know, afford to get into housing again. You know, it's going to help a lot. It's going to help a lot. And all this really comes down to the one thing that if you don't believe in all that shit, you know, if you don't care about the social injustice and um, people having clean records and be able to get back into the workforce and be able to vote and shit like that, then the one thing you can definitely get behind is just the pure economic growth of the good old ganja plant. And excuse me, I uh, printed my notes out today. But the pure economical growth of marijuana. And it's like, where do we really start with this? <laughs> where do we start? I mean... It's we've seen what it's done for California and Colorado. Look at motherfucking Colorado for one. They have four day school weeks. Ever since they legalized weed, the ball just the snow, the snowball effect of it has just been leading them into the right direction. Legal weed and you only got four day school weeks. They getting super high over there, man. Super high. Because that's starting to sound like a place you want to go. So if we can get behind that here and get that push forward, man, it's going to be amazing. Um, the um, pure amount of money, we'll fix some bridges, get these roads patched up. Man, these, these potholes are huge out here. It is just a, 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 just a gateway of money. I mean, we fly out to California. We fly out to Colorado. We go to D.C. Some people go to Vermont and Maine. Not necessarily me, but... Actually, my dad goes to Vermont. So, Pops, I know you're listening. You can go out there and smoke weed. I'm pretty sure it's Vermont and Maine out there. Or maybe it's Massachusetts. But either way, people go to these states to indulge. One of the reasons I went to California for my 24th birthday was to see what it's like to be in an area where you can smoke weed, where you can go to a dispensary and pick up buds. I was in heaven. We went to a couple of them. And this is why these businesses flourish because it attracts tourists it brings in the bread and not only does it bring in the money it just creates more economic growth within the within the communities because we're also opening up all of these jobs um i don't know about you guys but if if in in a couple years or in a year or so it's going to take a, a little bit of time for this to happen um most people say all the states that legalized, it took them about 12 to 18 months. Around 12 or 18 months for dispensaries to start popping up. But when they do start popping up, and if I'm 
in a position to grab a job for a better opportunity, you are out your damn mind if you think I'm not going to take that opportunity. Not just to be around weed. It's it's not just about weed, but just to be around it and actually learn. To learn about it, learn the industry, the ins and out of the business, how you're how you're growing shit, how you're selling it, where you're getting it from, hybrids and sativas and indicas and glassware and edibles. It is just outstanding, bro. We were in the dispensary in California, the first dispensary we went to, and they gave away pre-rolls, like pre-rolled um jays or they sold them for however much but forever much you bought you got a a free pre-roll bruh someone had to sit there and fill these two large jars up with pre-roll imagine sitting there and your job is to roll some jays you go into work to roll some jays for people to enjoy Bruh, you're tripping if you're not going to want to be a part of that, man. We all talk about doing shit while you're young, traveling while you're young. These are the opportunities that I want to do while I'm young. I don't know how much that type of position pays, but I would just absolutely love um, to get into that field. I actually, there was a chance at a dispensary, a medical dispensary in Jersey, um, to send a application over to. And I was just in the zone writing it. I never got a call back. I never did. But this opportunity, um, it's definitely one I would, you know, quit a job for and head over to now, depending now, depending what job it is. But even even if I don't get a job there, I'm looking to invest and, you know, become part of this, because if you're not investing in this, if you can't find people to invest into some type this type of business, we're going to be asked out. This is just a this is pretty much a sure thing. You know, so if I get the opportunity to do so, I'm going to do it. And last but not least, you know, it's going to we're going to stop paying these cops. You know, and and some shit just recently happened in Jersey where a cop lost his life. And I want to get one thing straight. I don't hate cops. I want people to be able to go home to their families at the end of the night. But if we could just eliminate this one area of policing and having to worry about people smoking weed, I think the relations will get a lot better. You know, and and that's not saying we're going to scootsy on past them shooting and killing innocent people. But when, you know, drugs like this aren't in play during a regular traffic stop, a lot of things can be avoided. So the less money spent on policing it, it all ends up to just economical growth. Like I said, if you can't get with the if you don't believe in the social injustices of it all, if you don't believe that there's, you know, people out there not being able to go home to their families at night just for having a little bit of butt on them, and you feel like they deserve that, there's one thing you can get behind. At least get behind the economical growth of this society. Don't let it take you riding your 2020 or 2022 bins over a pothole that could have been paid for with weed dollars and tax dollars paid from weed for you to realize that this is something that's very very important not only is this important for you guys but just get on personal note i said there's weed lounges right if weed lounges and everything like that start popping up and having places where we can consume cannabis 
what do you think that does for me? The opportunities for me would, bro, I'm just imagining it. Imagine the live podcast we can have at a weed lounge. Imagine the type of session we can have in a weed lounge. A live session. Put me on a stage. Bro, I'd be ready. I'd be ready. You know what you get with your ticket? You get a free pre-roll. We're lighting up while we do it. Look, listen, I'm not, look, hey, that's too, I'm too, I'm on the stove right now. It's too hot for me to, you know, keep talking about, I, you know, I'm gonna keep that in mind, but just the opportunities for me, I could just dream about it. And just to know that it's so close to be a year away, you know, the buildup of, of this podcast to get on it and start it right now. And for this to come around, I feel like the stars are aligning. There's going to be a lot of opportunity there. And we'd be absolutely dumb if this doesn't get voted into the office or voted into whatever they fucking if we don't pass the bill, if we don't vote to legalize marijuana in, in November of 2020, all hope is lost. And I'm moving. I'm definitely moving. I'm getting about the state. It's just so important. So whether you smoke or you don't smoke, whether you have once, whether you have twice, whether you smoke every day. It is very important that we get out to the polls come November and vote this into play. This is life changing for me. And I know this is a little dramatic, but like I said, guys, come on. Imagine the live podcast we could do at a weed lounge. Imagine the business. Imagine how dope it would be to just have that option. Because it felt good in California. And it looks good in Colorado. And whatever they're doing up there in Maine, I'm sure on a lake smoking a J, is just beautiful. So let's not fuck this up. Let's not fuck this up and let's vote weed. You know, let's legalize weed in 2020. So that's all I got to say today, guys. It is close to Christmas and I have to get out of here and go do some Christmas shopping. I have to go to the dentist. I have a big day today. And I have to get some stuff done. Now, I'm not sure when the episode is coming next week, but I have a lot of free time off of work. So I'm looking to get a guest in here and to get something done. So if you listen to this episode and you want to be a guest, maybe on the next one or in the future, one thing I'm really going to start to do is have a calendar. I'm going to buy a calendar for myself. and I'm going to start mapping out people, whether that be four weeks out, a month away. We're going to start kicking this shit into motion because the time is coming. November 2020 is coming and I want to be prepared and I want to get this shit going. It's your boy James, aka Dougie. And it's been real. This is an end. It's session. Excuse me. This is a session with Dougie, the podcast. Now imagine that live. I'm out. Peace.